All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome again to another Devo with Patrick and Jamie. We are flipping through Philippians. How far along are we, Pat? Uh, <laughs> flipping through Philippians. I like it. We're in uh, chapter three today. One chapter a week on Sundays. All right. Sounds, Sounds good, good to me. I love yeah. the book of Philippians. It's uh, it's a book I've spent a little bit of time with studying and um, I did my Greek exegesis, which is a crazy word, but it's basically your your Greek class where you kind of just get into one book. Mine was in, in uh, the book of Philippians. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Got a, got a lot of books on Philippians, but um, you know what? I'm not going to use any of those because as we do our devos every time, we kind of choose, a, not necessarily last minute, but... We don't do a bunch of study and stuff in advance for this because that's the way most people read the Bible, right? They that's open right. it up, they read it, and if they need to know more, they might ask a friend, they might ask Google, uh, they might look it up in their study Bible. Uh, and so that's what we'll do. If we come across things we don't understand, we'll look it up and uh, hopefully we'll all learn a little bit more about God's word and what God wants to say to us. Hey, you know, speaking of asking. Yeah. <laughs> do you... Do you remember forever ago before Google was really popular, the website Ask Jeeves? I do remember <laughs> Ask Jeeves. Yeah, you know, what a throwback. It was a throwback. I remember asking Jeeves something and it wasn't as good as Google. And so I never asked Jeeves anything ever again. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that's even still around. Is Bing I, still I, a thing? Can you Bing something? Is oh, that... I think Bing. <laughs> I think you can still. I think you can still Bing things. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know anymore. Bing. What is what is uh what is Alexa use? Does Alexa use like a search engine or something? I don't even know how this stuff works. I don't know what she uses, but uh, Ask Jeeves is still a, around. It's just <laughs> ask.com now though. It's a little Oh, well I remember Yahoo was popular for a while. You could Yahoo something. It just oh, didn't yeah. quite have the same ring to it as Googling something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, if you have questions about passages, you can do whatever sort of search you want to do. <laughs> but uh, today we are in Philippians chapter three. And uh, like you were saying, Jamie, we don't do a lot of prep. And I got to tell you today, right now is going to be the first time today that I've read through this entire passage. So, really? all right. Yeah. So here we go. I'll read it. We're going to read chapter three. We're going to start at verse seven and we're going to go through verse 14. Great. says this, do it. but whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Jesus Christ took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. 
the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Hey, Patrick, I, guess yeah. what? What? This Bible passage has the word poop in it. Whoa, what? Yeah. Isn't that I, crazy? <laughs> I, how did I skip over that and not recognize well, it? Well, because they try to make it a little bit nicer. When we oh. get to it, I'll tell you. Okay, well, let's start at the top then. Here Verse we go. seven. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. Get those gains. <laughs> yeah, hit the gym. <laughs> <laughs> go get those gains. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny before this section, Paul talks about all of his, um, kind of like, it's almost like his, um, oh, I just lost the word. Oh, Paul, before all this gives like his resume. That would be the the right word. He uh-huh. gives all the reasons why he's the best or why he would be the best, uh, in terms of being a good churchy person. He's like, I'm the best. I'm the best. In fact, you know, the last line is he just says he's faultless. He's done nothing wrong. He's done everything right. But then he turns it around. He's like, but all of that is a loss for the sake of Christ. Whatever were these gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. Because if you remember Paul's journey, right? He was persecuting the church. He was going out there trying to kind of weed out all the sin and all the bad stuff in the church. And he came across these Christian people and these Christian people, he's like, oh, they're just, they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, they're false. They're not true. We need to put an end to them. And so he went to help put an end to them. However, as he was on this road to Damascus, he sees a vision. He sees God and he would actually say that he encountered Jesus personally himself in that moment. He goes blind and he has this total change. So what he was, what his life was, the direction his life was going in, uh, turned around completely. And so here's, he's giving an example of that, right? Whatever was once a gain, that's now a loss. It kind of feels like the dieting plans these days. You know what I mean? Like it used to be back in the day, everything was like low fat, low fat, low fat, low (laughs) fat. You got to eat low fat. If you eat low fat, you're good. We're just going to put like, like back in the day they had a, instead of butter, people would, would have um, margarine because they thought somehow it was better for you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And, and then they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Margarine is like the worst thing you could put in your body. Better have butter. And yeah. uh, and then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Sugar's what's bad. Uh, not, not fat. And then people are like eating keto diets and like bread is your enemy. And it's like, it's all over the map. Right. Yeah. So in some ways it feels a little bit like that, right? Whatever was once like good is now bad. And uh, verse eight, what is more? I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. Yeah. You're going to have a really hard time when it comes to, uh, looking at Paul's sentences and trying to find a good place to stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just keeps Long going, man. sentences. I'm but trying to look okay. at this, like verse eight. Verse seven is a sentence. Verse eight keeps going all the way through verse nine, keeps going through 10, it keeps going. And 
Yeah, all the way through 11. That's just one sentence. Verses 8 through 11. <laughs> well, it's actually it's actually three. Well, I'm just, sorry. <laughs> I'm looking in the like original language or whatever. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the, luckily in English, they break it up a little bit more. They break more, it up a bit because they're like, this is just ridiculous. I, just I just ridiculous. feel like he's so excited. He has a lot he wants to say. That's right. He <laughs> wants to say it. So let, where were we? Verse eight, right? Yeah. So he's saying, right, What what is more? He's like, also, like, I consider everything a loss, not just all of that that I was doing. He's like, everything is a loss if you weigh it against knowing Christ. Right. And if you know Christ, uh, that is like the greatest thing in your life. And even something that's like second tier good is almost considered a loss. And then he also throws in a line at the end of it, for whose sake I have lost all things. Paul, you know, they, they say this, uh, Paul is speaking, the term they use is like hyper, hyper, uh, hyperbole or hyperbolically. He's, he's saying stuff like crazy big and, you know, he's not, he's like saying it super large so that his point is coming across. And the point he's making, I think is like knowing Christ, that's the best. Everything right. else compared to knowing Christ, it's nothing. Yeah. And I think he's also trying to add in that, like, it's all based on faith. The righteousness yeah. that comes from God on the basis of faith. Yes. Is you, you, you have to have faith in all of this as well. By the way, the poop words in verse eight. You know, after reading it, you know, I'm, my guess is the part that says, I consider them garbage that That's I may gain, gain Christ. <laughs> it, it is, that word itself could mean refuse, dung, or garbage. Um, so dung being poop. Uh, yeah. He's considering the worst thing. So like, what's the worst thing you can think of? Probably like garbage or like sewage. Yeah. Sewage. That's pretty bad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There is a, a sewage plant here in uh, Carlsbad. They have to there drive is. past going going to work. It's stinky, and isn't it? it? It always smells. And I'm not kidding you. Last Wednesday, they had this huge umbrella-looking thing over the top of it. Like weird. they were covering it up for some reason. It was super weird. Oh, that sounds a little odd. <laughs> yeah. That plant, I actually toured it when I was in uh, college in an oceanography class. They're like, hey, let's go tour that plant. Really? <laughs> yeah. And let me tell you, it's disgusting. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it's absolutely disgusting. And they do that whole little thing where they're like, here's a jar. And they have like a clear beaker of what comes into the plant. And it's just like the worst thing in the world. And then they have, here's a jar. And it looks like clear water of what goes out of the plant. Wow. And then you're expecting <laughs> someone to like take a sip of it. Um gross <laughs> but they're like it's no funny. no no it's not it's not like that good <laughs> <laughs> well in in verse 10 i really do like verse 10 a lot uh it's he he's writing i want to know christ yes to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings becoming like him in his death for someone who knew christ so yeah. well who was so smart such a scholar uh to even then say, I want to know Christ and know him, him more and better is, uh, that's like a role model verse to, to me almost. It's like, yeah. you can never know enough. And if Paul is able to say, Hey, I, I, I don't know enough. I want to know Christ. Uh, then I know for me personally, I really don't know enough and I got to really strive to understand Christ more. Yeah. And you know, what's cool with Paul is it's not just, I want to know everything about Christ. It's, 
It's, I want to know Christ. Yes, he wants to know the power of his resurrection. He realized that Christ rising from the dead, there is some power going on there that is like crazy. And he wants to know that because he wants to have that. He wants to have the resurrection from the dead. However, he realizes that to do that is also participating in his sufferings uh, and becoming like him in his death. So there's this like, there's this uh, pathway that he's, he's putting together where he puts the idea of Christ dying together with Christ living, that those two things somehow are not completely opposite. Um, they're, they're kind of like what you would call a paradox. They seem opposite, but they somehow are together. And in scripture, you have a lot of that. And and here Paul is calling it out. He's like, I want to, I want to participate in the sufferings and attain the resurrection from the dead. He's like, I want that. And I love that about Paul that he's still striving. Like at this point, probably anyone would say, well, if you're not going to heaven, I don't know who is, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's what you'd say about Paul. That's what I would say about Paul. Um, right. If this guy isn't going to get there, man, I don't know who's, who's going to get there, but he has the right attitude. And that is you can't just sit back, not strive towards being Christ-like. That's like a constant lifelong thing. Yeah, you you never arrive, and he even acknowledges acknowledges that part in verse twelve. Yeah. Not that I have already obtained all this, or I've already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Jesus Christ took hold of me. He's saying I don't know enough. I, I don't have a goal, and I haven't even arrived at whatever that goal might be. Uh, he is just. Uh, striving to get closer and closer to Christ, to have Christ continue to hold on to him closer and closer. And that is like such a good uh, word of advice for us and all of our listeners and, and me and, and everyone really. And it's so cool. Even the way he words it, he's like, I want to press on to grasp that which Christ Jesus grasped me, you know, same words that hold, take hold. Uh, you know, he, he realizes that his striving and his working and all of that effort is, um, you know, is, is not as powerful as, is the working that God is doing in him. Uh, but he's going to continue, right? He's still pressing on, uh, and he keeps using that same word. I want to press on, press on. He, he even continues to say it, verse 13, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and strive, ooh, I keep wanting to say striving, but it actually says straining, straining towards what is ahead, continuing yeah. to grow. And I think uh, there's some good wisdom there. Uh, Forgetting about what is behind, you know, maybe unchristlike personality traits that we had, ways that we have been un or non-Christ-like. Forgetting about that and and understanding Christ has forgiven us, and looking forward, focusing only on Christ, not focusing on our own personal wealth or or yeah. worth or trying to make ourselves better, but only. Uh, looking at what Christ has ahead for us. And I think there's, there's a good word in all of that, right? Paul has just given us all, before all this passage, Paul, Paul has given us all of his resume on how important he was and how godly he was and how much of a big deal he was. And then he said, yeah, that's all rubbish, refuse, sewage, <laughs> yeah. compared to 
Christ working in my life now. And so he's given us, you know, that, that idea of what was in the past is really, is really no longer. I knew a person who was a, a tennis player and they were a really good tennis player and they ended up getting all these trophies and they were given this message at an FCA group, which is fellowship of Christian athletes. And they said, you know, they were, they were done playing tennis they now had a family and kids and that was their real role in life was to, to really raise those kids well and to have this family and to do FCA things like that's really where their heart was. And that's where God had called them to be. And so they had all these trophies and they're like, okay, what do I do with them? And so they called like the old club where they played tennis and they're like, do you guys want these trophies? And the club's like, no, we don't really need them. And then uh, this lady like called her family and was like, do you want any of my old tennis trophies? Because she was a really good tennis player. And they're like, no, not really. We've got pictures. Like, we don't need them. And then she started asking around of places, like, can I donate these old trophies to you? Because like, she didn't know. And it came to the point where it was like she had to throw them in the trash can. Whoa. Like, wow. they, they were something that was like the top, the best, the most important thing in her, in her life. Uh-huh. And and very quickly, as soon as her priorities changed, she realized that they weren't even good for recycling, right? Yeah. It was yeah. like, these are just straight trash. Right. Um, and I think there's some things in our life that maybe we used to think were trophies or we used to think were the top of the mark or the best of the best or, or the thing worth fighting for. And then we realize once we meet Christ and once we know we have a new purpose and we know we have a new mission, that all that stuff is, is just, it's, even if we had it, it would be rubbish. It would be trash. It wouldn't really be worth anything to us anymore. And, and Paul, it, it does a super good job at, at teaching the people he's writing to in, in Philippi, uh, by using himself and as kind of an example of what he's trying to do. He doesn't stand or he doesn't write a letter saying you need to do this. You need to do that. Yeah. He writes in verse 14, I press on towards the yeah. goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. He's not, he's not, he's leveling himself with the people that he's writing to. And I, I think that wrapping up that little section there by saying what he's doing is uh, in this whole little paragraph about what he has already done is really, really important. And it, that's a great point that Paul's not writing, you do this, you do that, you do this. He's like, hey, here's here's what I'm doing. Here's where I'm going. And here's the purpose of it, right? And that verse 14, press on to take the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Our yeah. prize and the prizes that we have are not here on earth. You know, we don't have all the heroes of the Christian faith uh, living in giant mansions with big trophies and awards and crowns. Uh, the heroes of the Christian faith typically are people who are martyrs who um, never really had tons of wealth in this world and maybe tons of influence in this world. Um, our treasure is in heaven. And yep. the Bible tells us that, you know, store your treasure in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. Because where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Yeah. Uh, and Paul seems to be living that out. So now my my encouragement for all the listeners is, there is only a handful of verses left in this chapter. Chapter three is really short. What I encourage you to do is open up your Bible or Google it or whatever and read the rest of chapter chapter three on your own. Yeah. Uh, Paul goes into a little um, a little writing about how to follow his example. So it, it could be meaningful for you. I don't know. 
but it could be. So I encourage you to take some time to finish reading it off. And then you can say, hey, you, I read a chapter of a book today. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Read verses 15 to 21 of chapter three and you're, you got it. There you go. Well, thanks for checking it out and we'll continue uh, flipping through Philippians next Sunday. Bye, everyone.